This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, January 25th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The Federal Reserve turns 100 this year, so how has it performed? Not well, according to Cato Institute Vice President for Academic Affairs, Jim Dorn. He argues the United States should begin preparing for the next crisis with a keen eye toward getting away from fiat money. The Federal Reserve was created in 1913 by the Federal Reserve Act in December 1913, so this year is the 100th anniversary. Uh, they were really searching for an elast- what they called an elastic currency. Uh, the panic of 1907 uh, was instrumental in bringing about um, uh, congressional uh, hearings and so forth uh, to discuss a uh, change in the monetary regime. Uh, of course, we were on a gold standard up to, uh, you know, the, the late 1800s and up to World War I. Uh, so they wanted to try to avoid these uh, banking panics uh, and provide a more elastic currency. The Federal Reserve Act itself had nothing in it about price stability, nothing in it uh, about full employment, uh, but it had things in it about the elastic currency and about uh, financial stability. So it was really aimed at financial stability. We were still on a convertible currency after the central bank was formed in 1913. So uh, why was there nothing about price stability in the Federal Reserve Act? Well, because under the gold standard, uh, prices were relatively stable, the price level over a long period of time. You had inflation and mild deflation, but over, let's say, a 100-year period, the price level was about the same as it was 100 years earlier. So you had a reversion effect uh, because gold would flow into and out of countries depending upon balance of payment situations and so forth, and the price levels would follow appropriately. Uh, so people knew that if you had inflation, it wasn't going to last forever. Uh, likewise with deflation, that prices would revert to you know, long-run uh, mean behavior. Uh, so there was no need, since you had that automatic adjustment system under the gold standard, uh, to, to say that you ha- the, the function of the central bank was to create price stability. It was taken as a given. And so in the creation of the Federal Reserve, this was not a concern. The, 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 issue, the issue of prices was really just not in the, the front of the minds of, of Congress. No, it was more about uh, banking regulation and financial stability rather than uh, price stability. So how has the Fed performed with regard to those functions? Well, if you look uh, up until uh, 1971, when the gold window was closed in 1971, and today uh, we're on what we call a pure fiat money standard. There's nothing backing the dollar except the government's promise to redeem a U.S. dollar in terms of another paper dollar. It's not backed by gold or any other commodity. Uh, and if you look at the behavior of the price level since uh, 1971, it's upward, steadily upward. Uh, whereas before that, uh, as I said, it was a reversion effect and uh, you didn't have inflation of 2% a year or something like that. Uh, for a long period of time, we had gentle deflation because the rate of economic growth, the real economic growth, was faster than the rate of the growth of the money supply. Uh, but uh, Bernanke Fed was worried about deflation in 2007, 2008. And they've intervened substantially through quantitative easing and credit allocation uh, to try to to prevent uh, financial destabilization and deflation. Uh, But deflation is not really a problem uh, in in this age. It's inflation. Uh, Even if it's a gentle inflation of 2% or so a year, 
uh, it erodes the purchasing power of the dollar. Uh, according to a monetary history of the United States, Anna Schwartz and Milton Friedman, uh, no major institution in the U.S. has so poor a record of performance over so long a period yet so high a public reputation. And that's not true anymore, is it? No, it's not. I, it's too bad that Milton still wasn't here or Anna still wasn't here. Anna was very critical of Bernanke Fed. Uh, and I think Milton would be too in terms of what Alan Meltzer called uh, unrestrained power. Uh, Alan Meltzer at the American Economic Association meetings a couple weeks ago in San Diego said no institution in a free society like the United States should have unrestrained power. Uh, there's no monetary rule to constrain the Fed. Uh, the Fed does pretty much whatever it wants to. Uh, it's intervened substantially. It's expanded its balance sheet uh, three times since, since uh, about 2007. Uh, it's buying up uh, most of the new Treasury debt now, uh, and it's therefore allocating credit, uh, and it's buying mortgage-backed securities uh, plus Treasury debt at about $85 billion a month now. Uh, and there's no uh, end date here except uh, if inflation exceeds about 2.5 percent or if unemployment falls to about 6.5 percent, then they said they will, re, you know, exit that strategy. Uh, but there's no monetary rule. There's, there's it's pure discretion. Uh, in fact, uh, in 2007, the Fed did not even predict that we're going to have a great recession. Uh, the Fed staff... Uh, uh, some of the top economists there met over uh, Diet Pepsis and Twinkies figuring out how to forecast the economy. Uh, so their macro models weren't working uh, to tell them what to do. So th they were, it was sort of seat of the pants. Uh, there's a hubris uh, involved here in terms of these macro models uh, and the Fed's idea that it can fine-tune the economy and simply print money to get us back on the real growth path. And uh, that hubris uh, certainly wouldn't have been there in the early days of the Fed. You say when the next crisis occurs, and you say that it may be uh, sooner rather than later, the United States needs to be ready with an alternative to fiat money. I think it's a good idea to think in terms of a National Monetary Commission that investigates alternatives to discretionary government fiat money. We don't have to accept any particular rule, but we should certainly investigate what the alternative rules could be and what their uh, behavioral characteristics are. And of course, we have a lot of information on the gold standard and commodity standards and uh, things like that, uh, but uh, and, and the Taylor rule and uh, things that we could look at as alternatives to what we have now. Uh, so the first step, as Jim Buchanan pointed out many times, is uh, not to think of some ideal system, but to look at existing alternatives and think in terms of rules versus pure discretion. Jim Dorn is Vice President for Academic Affairs at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.